Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense. And hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman here with another episode of Technology Expresso. And this is a live episode, and we have a special guest, David Ostrove. David has worked as an executive marketing software and digital marketing for the last two decades, working with technology and advertising. So I'm sure he has some stories to tell us about the evolution over the last two decades. He was a principal at Marketing Pilot that was acquired by Microsoft. He is currently CEO of Noteblocks, an online collaboration tool for live websites. So I know we're going to be talking about that as well. So first of all, let me welcome David. Welcome. Hello, Jacqueline. Nice to talk to you. Absolutely. So looking forward to, you know, just learning two decades in the uh, industry. You've probably seen a lot. The world has changed, um, and with technology, it's really changed the, the whole uh, approach to marketing. So why don't you back us up a little bit? Tell us a little bit about David and um, some of the things that you've seen in the industry. Well, it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, now that you ask, looking back, like in the '90s, you know, I was involved with a lot of software development projects, and every single project, every one, was a home-built CRM. That's what people used to do. Now, obviously, they, they buy Salesforce, they buy Dynamics from Microsoft, they buy a bunch of different tools, and that that change and evolved. Then, back in the early 2000s, when I, we started the Microsoft Pilot, that was acquired by Microsoft, as you said there was less than 50 marketing software companies. Now, if you go look at the MarTech stack, it's published every year. There was, I think, over 5,000 this past year. So there's so much. It's it's chaotic. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. And uh, keeping up with it, it's a challenge for everybody, me too, and I, I know a lot about it. It's, it's, it's been fun, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, maybe take us and, and give us some context of the marketing pilot and and what was that component and and as you said, it was acquired by by Microsoft. So why don't you sure. give us a little bit of context about that? Well, basically, what marketing pilot was was called an MRM system, and any single marketing process, whether it's managing marketing projects or buying media, advertising, right, be it print, digital. Even, uh, you know, um, um, video, uh, obviously uh, um, broadcast, radio, TV, event marketing. We got into email marketing. It became a complete infrastructure for a corporate marketing department. So besides knowing a lot about marketing and advertising, I'm actually a marketing process expert. I look at, you know, marketing processes for companies and see the deficiencies. And that's 
one of the reasons why we looked at what was happening. So, you know, there's a need because all the online content is so dynamic, whether it's an ad or a website. How do you collaborate and how do you, how do you make it better? And that's kind of a, where I grew up and where I kind of earned my, my wings. Understood, understood. You know, our, our audience, some of them are, you know, from the startup, the mom and pop, and the entrepreneurs all the way to the midsize and even on into the, the larger organizations. So why don't you um, give us a little uh, small, if you wouldn't mind, a short tutorial. When you're talking about marketing, what does that encompass? And you said a, a marketing uh, kind of life cycle or, or process. What are some things even that might be misunderstood about marketing? It's not just, you know, throwing something splashy out there, build it, and they will come. Why don't you share that with well, us? Well, one thing, I guess, forget about that for a minute because, I mean, obviously the big things that you know are Facebook advertising, email marketing, Instagram marketing. These are all things that are hot now uh, if you're doing a lot of digital. But there's a lot of folks doing things like radio and TV as well, and you just they can't be ignored if you've got a big enough budget. So a story I like to tell is, like, let's say you look at a life insurance company, which we actually had some clients. Um, they also have the same product. One company, this is a company called AIG. You may have heard of them, big company, but it could have been little. They sold through, you know, TV and print and, and the Internet, right? Another one, a uh, firm in Minneapolis, they sold life insurance through Visa, through, uh, like, inserts in a uh, inserts. Two other ones sold through agents. So same product, go to market, completely different, right? And how do you track you know, leads? And how do you get the message out? And how do you put the infrastructure together? It became a whole set of things onto itself. And you, you just can't look at the product. It's really the go-to-market that matters and how you organize things. I hope I answered your question. No, you 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 did, and, and and sometimes there's a point where you can kind of dabble with it because, like I said, sometimes we have small startups that are listening to this show, and then there's a, a point where you do need a per professional as well because, and like you said, the other right. part is is that it's constantly changing, and and so what what is it that uh, when you do go or, or try to approach and, and find yourself maturing as a organization, what do you look for sure. in a marketing organization? Well, I think you've got to look at the lifestyle of your product. Okay? For example, I think a really important thing now is not understanding how you use social media. It's really you know, a, a problem. There's this perception that you're going to get leads for your, your people right, and drive revenue, right? Um, and, and that's true to a degree. I think uh, you got to look at it. the initial step is just getting influencers via Twitter or via Facebook, finding people who have a following, right? You know, connecting with them. And so I, I think you need to look at the lifestyle of your business slash product before you, whether for a small business, before you like dedicate yourself to you're just going to be a Facebook guy. That's what we're going to do. Well, maybe it's Facebook with you know, you target certain folks, certain people that can help you. Right, versus just trying to make money because that's you got to look at what your goals are each step of the way. I think that's what I'm what I'm saying. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, because you know one of the things, and even in our experience with uh, social media, uh, the audiences can be a bit fickle. You know, I, I think sometimes I, I feel the internet's gotten people used to getting a lot of free information, 
but yeah. converting them to actually buyers uh, and, and customers and clients, that's a that's a big difference. What, what are your thoughts? It's a really interesting question because I thought a lot about this. I think there's a huge problem now of content overload. For example, I got a piece from a big uh, from HubSpot, one of the big marketing software companies, right? And I looked at it, and it's a hundred things about email marketing. I, was, I looked at it; it was the same old things I've been reading for a long time, same old crap. And I think there's a regurgitation effect happening. People don't know what else to talk about. The content isn't fresh. It's not informative. It's not really helping anybody, and things get lost. And so unless you have something to say, it's really hard to stand up. But on the other hand, really the you – know, look at our new president, Donald Trump, and he describes the following phenomenon as well. If you can't get a message out every day, you will lose following. So you get these two forces at work. One is like being consistent, whether it's good content or not. One is providing valuable content. And so it's, there's no answer, but it's definitely things to chew on. It, it is. So. That, that, that's a tough one, yeah, because there's, there's pros and cons to that. Like you said, we've gotten into this mode of 24-hour news, and, and yeah, they're, they're on the air and they're talking, but are they, are they saying anything? Have they presented anything new in the last 24 hours, or are they just, you know, chewing on that same story over and over? And so it, it, it is. <laughs> it is a perplexing kind yeah, of Yeah, but I guess to interrupt, this is a really thing that it's like, but if you don't produce the content, you will lose people. You'll lose followers, and they'll forget about you. Move on to somebody else. Right. And so there's this right. effect that you need to always be creating to keep people because they're looking for ideas, thoughts, they're looking for entertainment. And uh, it's, it's a challenge because we're becoming entertainers, not just marketers. Now. I think that's really what's happening. It's evolving into entertainment, not just providing information. Ah, that's that's so such a valid point. You're you're absolutely right. You know, with, with that said, and like like you said, um, do you think, in, in your opinion, I, I know, again, that in our focus we're going to talk a lot about technology and, and advertising sure. and marketing through technology, but you did mention some of the traditional um, ways of, of marketing. Do you think that organizations need to have a mix, and especially, like I said, this small to medium that has that tighter budget, um, what what is there like even a percentage of mixture between the the old and new way? I know it has to do with who your your customer is, but are you saying that you shouldn't necessarily just totally well, go with online marketing? Well, you got to look at the path of purchase. So, and that's a really interesting thing to think about because, like Google, what are they doing now? Let's take a step back before I can answer your question. You know, ninety five percent of the search on mobile, right, is through Google. Right, but you go to the desktop, they only have about sixty to seventy percent of the search. So Microsoft and Yahoo and some other guys on the whether when you're doing discovery, they're looking for things and on other search engines. But on mobile, guess what? It's it's Google. They own it. Mm-hmm. So to, to get into like you know where to spend your time and money, are you trying to develop new customers? retain existing ones, build relationships with people you've had conversations with. These are all where the retention, acquisition are different goals, require different strategies. And so just throwing stuff on the wall and hoping it sticks doesn't really accomplish your goal. And that's, you've got to figure out what you want. 
before you can go create it. What do you want to do? And so, like, Absolutely. the big thing is, you know, discovery is really where we're all at, right? How do we get new clients? And that's having a story that resonates that people care about. And that's hard. You talk to most people in the PR business doing startups, they get no traction, none. It's tough. Interesting, no. interesting. And, and, and you mentioned Google, so let's let's talk a little bit more about Google because some people have become slaves <laughs> to to Google, and it seems like Google likes to change the rules on us. So why don't you yeah. talk about and, and like I said, lay a little groundwork because we've got different levels of of listeners here. What, you know, what is Google and and how are they controlling this, and why are they making so many changes? I mean, they're making changes now because mobile, as I said earlier, is all that matters. Um, the desktop will be lagging. They've publicly stated it's very clear. Um, their money, their future is in mobile and dominating in mobile. Uh, so the changes that are coming are all a result of that new focus. Um, two big things I've taken notice of the most, among other things, but two things really are clear to me. Number one the splitting of the browser database, right, mm-hmm. from the mobile database. They are no longer the same thing. If you do the same search on the browser versus a mobile device, they will likely be different. They're two different code bases. So there, what that means is if you can get top position in the browser in a browser search, good news, you might be there for a long time. Right? But on mobile, you're going to get competition, and all the new technology things coming out will be there. And we're learning every day what that means. It's changing so fast right now. I've been watching a few new things happen the last week or two. It's been interesting. So that's the one of the elements. The other element of it is um, AMP. I don't know if you've heard of amplified you know, AMP pages from Google. What this means is they will not reward you with SEO and they're just getting into some experimentation. It looks like based on some search listings, some search kind of research, they will not reward your site if you have a lot of heavy-duty JavaScript, you know, pages that kind of flash up. What do they call it again? My, my brain is not working when they, uh, they pop ups, right? Right. They're, they're, those, those sites are being removed from search in Google, it appears, based on what's happening. Uh, any where there's heavy-duty content. The reason is that makes it slow on a phone. So if you have a site with a lot of heavy-duty content that you've created for yourself or for a client, and SEO is important, you're going to get nailed. If not now, but soon. Very, very interesting. It really makes you you rethink. Um, and, And I have seen a lot of the new websites, they're going lean and sleek. And so it's just not cosmetic. It, it may be just a, also a matter of uh, you getting better search results, um, you know, and it being more mobile-friendly. So that's even yeah. more reason to evaluate with the look and feel of your of the various websites. That's, that's very interesting. And and so – like, Oh, ahead, go, sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say that um, – like, for example, a big thing in, in browser sites are these sliders. You know, clients love them, right? They're, they look great, and they look, they're really cool looking. Ironically, you look back to the CRO, conversion rate optimization experts, they convert horribly. 
mm. because they're too fast. People can't see them yet. Clients love them, and it also means you can charge more because there's more content to do. Now, to do this, you need to use some fancy JavaScript. This is just an example. Now, you can use those for keyword stuffing, which is great, right? But the JavaScript, you know, Google AMP pages don't like. So it doesn't mean the whole site's going to be punished, but those pages with that will be punished. So what's probably going to happen, again, this is all speculation, we don't know, is you still might have some of those, you know, heavy-duty JavaScript homepages, right? And then do something for mobile. And so you, you might see, again, we're still learning, you know, a different, believe it or not, response to sites, I'm saying this might go away. It might be a mobile site, right? Separate from the browser site. Now, there's ways to link them together, but you, if you look at conversions, really important, and getting leads is really important. You, you need to really be, you know, knowledgeable about how to link them together. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and and it it. it it's, Starts to it's getting quite complicated, you know. Now that that as we we talk about it and evaluate it, because I know a lot of people try to do it, you know, do it yourself, and and you know, at a time I used to to dabble with, you know, understanding what the keywords were and and that type of thing. Um, but yeah, the rules are changing, and um, and that's one of the things. Whether you're a small or medium business, it's like you've got to get your mind around uh, technology. Um, and that type of thing, um, just to be uh, remain a player, because a lot of small businesses do rely on the internet to bring in uh, customers and, and that type of thing. And it used to be almost a, a, a very inexpensive, I won't say free, but an inexpensive way of advertising. Um, so, do you think this is going to maybe knock some of the small and medium out, or they're going to have to seek professional help just to, to maintain and keep up? Well, there's actually they've actually doing some new things. I just saw last week. It was so interesting. They're starting in San Diego. We saw my brother's involved with another company, and he showed me this. And um, in San Diego, they're taking the paid search, right? Mm-hmm. And they're putting it on a map. And so you know the way you look at local. Let's say it's for I don't know a gas station, right? Or automotive repair, right? Or something like that. Right. You would get a map of all the local businesses, right? in that little map section in Google for the search. There's now looking like in San Diego, the first city they're doing it in, there's going to be two maps, right? Mm-hmm. And only the top three listings that are paid will be on that first map. Mm. So people who are used to finding businesses on a map, guess what? They probably won't even realize that, it, guess what? It's paid. It's not organic. Right. <laughs> the reviews are there, but they're paid. So they're looking to make money. You know, they're looking yeah. to monetize it, and they're you know the organic the SEO is becoming less irrelevant because it's just not as much real estate on the phone. Right, right, and and, and so with even getting yourself you know literally on the map, that is also through Google as well. You're saying? Oh yeah, I mean you know, you, 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 know, you go into Google and you can uh, you know you know they they know who you are. You say, is this your business and. They send you a postcard. I mean, we've all done this, right? Or done it for clients. And then you, you, you know, declare your business and put your address in. And, and then you got to get reviews, right, for your local business. And exactly. if no one gives you reviews or they say bad things, you're not going to get a lot of leads because your competitors 
probably all have at least three, four, five of them. Now, the companies that have hundreds of them are killing it. That I can tell you they're making a lot of money because reviews have a huge impact on, on revenue for a local business. Again, I'm not talking national but local. Right. Right. So, and that's, that's the game is to get your space, get your reviews, and if you need to pay for listings, that's something you have to figure out depending on what you're trying to do. Exactly, exactly. Now, well, tell us a little bit, you know, because we were touching upon websites and, and web designs, and I know that, you know, it's been drilled into people, and we've talked about it on previous shows, that if you're going to be in business, um, you know, having a website, having a web presence, um, that's, you know, the replacement of just going door-to-door and handing out flyers anymore, or even business cards, um, is, you know, even when you're talking to people, well, give me your website, and I'll take a look and get back with you. Sure. So, you know, um, now, based on even some information that you've shared on this show, I know I'm going to be going back and looking at our, our web design. And talk a little bit about your product, Noteblocks, uh, because it's sure. what you call an online collaboration tool for live websites. So talk about that. So, yeah, that's a good good question. It's kind of what happens. Let's say you've got a developer. You don't have time to talk, meet them on the phone. You don't have time for meeting. You're, you're in meetings yourself, right? Maybe your developer's in India, right? Um, and maybe you're like driving and you want to pull over and you want to say, God, that spelling is wrong, right? Or there's a typo. Or they're putting the site in a QA process. What you can do you know, with notebooks is simply you know, toggle it on. You're the only person or your team. You, your developer, maybe anyone else you're working with, your editor, right, a writer, maybe a, digital, a graphic designer, can work together on a live site. So the screenshots, right, that flow around all the time, emails, this is broken, fix it, right? Gosh, you can look at the live site and get commentary, have discussions. And it cuts a huge part of the process. And the example I like to use, because I think it makes sense, is can you get by without it? Yeah, you can do a screenshot. On the phone, it's tough, right? But damn, it's painful, right? So it's like cutting your arm every time you have to do anything to the site, right? <laughs> they don't even know what we're on the page, right? They don't know what picture, what set of copy. So it makes that process of, of, the, of what in context, where on the page, what on the page. It removes all that. And even, this is a big thing, tells you what browser or what device or, uh, um, you know, what OS you're using. So all those things you're trying to look at when you're debugging as a developer, as a web designer, Get all those questions to answer right from the beginning. You don't have to ask again and again and again and again. All that back and forth kind of goes away. Absolutely, so. that that's very fascinating, and it, it you know it, it ties into to uh, another series we do here on Technology Expresso um, that you know focuses on it's, it's called Ask the Analyst uh, because uh, one of my other hats I wear is a business analyst in the IT industry helping build software and that type of thing um, and one of the big um, things right now is the what's known as the agile methodology and agile is about that kind of interactive you know getting feedback as you're building it so this sounds like it is you know just like like you said, it's a collaboration tool, and that's what's so important of agile versus what we another methodology we used to use waterfall, 
Um, and, and so I know some of my audience is picking up on that as well because they've heard some of the other podcasts where we compared Agile and Waterfall. But note blocks sure. to me, again, uh, because Agile encourages that everyone real time, the developer, the tester, yep. the business analyst, and the product owner, you sit around and you, you give feedback and, and tweak as you go um, real time. So that that's yep, another exactly. use. That's exactly right because you can't make it to the meeting because <laughs> you're too busy. <laughs> located in the same place anymore. Never. Every company is virtual that I know. No one works and lives down the hall. Rarely. Again, not never, but rarely now. I mean, we're, we're looking to do something new with it. In fact, if your listeners have any feedback, either on Noteblox as it is, we're looking to have a, some, adding some new functionality to Noteblox that we're calling in-app ticketing where we're going to extend it, where you'll integrate with your existing applications mm-hmm. or website, maybe an application, let's say it's a CRM, right, or a PO system of some sort, right? And right now, your your clients may have problems, they have to pick up the phone, right? Or they have to make a phone, or they have to send an email. Or worse yet, go on a web portal. With Noteblocks installed with this new feature we're adding, they simply toggle it on, and communicate right in the actual application. Amazing. So it just feeds the ticketing system. Very simple idea, right? But it's a huge issue. It's not, well, what browser are you on, right? When did it happen? What screen were you on? All that stuff. You don't have to ask if you're an IT person because you now you know. Exactly. Oh, yes. I, I, I remember so. those questions oh so well. You know, when you call the help desk, uh, there and sometimes you know the people that they're talking to they're lay, they're laypersons they just know hey mm-hmm. I use it and magic happens and today the magic isn't happening I got a problem mm-hmm. and they they mm-hmm. call that person on the line and then they start peppering them with questions like you said what operating system are you on what browser what version you know and and you know they they start getting you know these haphazard answers so mm-hmm. I, I could like you said it's a win win and you know helps. With that communication, yeah, because it's so hard. The, the sites they're live, and the one such thing is a piece of paper to work on. Google Docs is wonderful. I use it every day. In fact, shh, don't tell Microsoft. I rarely <laughs> use any of the Microsoft products anymore. Rarely. Wow. They sell a little bit because it's so powerful, right? For really detailed stuff. Sure. But I use Google Docs. I use Google uh, the the slides, the deck, PowerPoint, and. It's fantastic. You can even collaborate in those tools, which, is, which I love. But if it's a live website, guess what? You're SOL, and there's really no way to work on it with anybody. You're kind of like, oh, well, send me a screenshot, Dave. Oh, God, here we go. So that kind of thing <laughs> is what we're trying to help people with. Awesome, so. awesome. You know, that – I love new and innovative um, things and, and just continuing. And that keyword collaboration, is so important. Why don't you share with our audience, how do they get connected with you and uh, reach out to you and, and, and maybe even just kind of talk to who is the, the target audience that you're looking to, you know, maybe place calls and, and, and sure. be interested in note blocks? I, I think if you do a lot of web design, perfect, right? your clients would get a big benefit out of, like, working with you. Now, some people are still telling me, you know what, Dave, I just pick up the phone and talk to them. Great. It's not for every client. 
some clients insist that you talk, right? I get it. But there's people that are process-oriented if you build a lot of sites and the QA process is detailed and or you like the idea of in-app ticketing once it's built, right, where you say, you know what, I can't do this the old way. I need something more streamlined. And now those are the kind of people that I'd love to hear from that, you know, want to get away from having a call for every little detail ad nauseum where you don't, little things don't need to be, you know, discussed. Um, and if that suits, if that fits you, let's talk because there's a lot of information I'd love to share with you. And just send me an email, david.ostrov, O-S-T-R-O-V, at noteblocks.com. Absolutely, and that's note blocks, uh, N-O-T-E-B-L-O-X. Um, you got and, it. and, you know, my wheels are just turning because, I trust me, I, I work on uh, IT projects, big IT projects, and that, that's some, one of the things with Agile, it's you're looking at and you're giving feedback, you're getting feedback, but what we also have to do on the back end, we have to prioritize. So that doesn't mean we're going to work on each one of those tickets immediately. So having those queued up as we go through the discussion, then after the fact, uh, being able to look at those, prioritize, and then check off, because sometimes we need that audit trail so we can show this is where mm-hmm. we spent your, your, your time, you know, consulting and consulting companies. We want to show them. We talked about it. We delivered. Here's your, you know, yeah. show them the, the progress. And that, that ticketing helps with that, that audit trail um, and, you know, keeps you from over-documenting. That was one of the things that our industry is trying to do is that not have to fill out a big, huge form for every change request. Yep. Um, and get bogged down in that. So this is, feels really lightweight, you know, and so it's I'm, just, I'm excited. Half the time, let's face it, half the time it's nothing, right? It's just user like, oh, I didn't know that's how it works. Okay. You know, there's nothing to document, right? It's just user confusion. And that's a lot of the issue. The other thing that I'm seeing a big need for is with marketers, hence my background, right, who really want to communicate with developers, and one thing I've learned is marketers and developers, they don't get along very well. And sometimes they need a common way to kind of communicate stuff. Just having a way to put it in context, change that. Well, what's that? They, don't, they can't explain it because they're marketers. They just don't know that it's a JavaScript running in the background. They don't know what's happened. They don't know what words to use. And right. so having a tool that puts their ideas in context is huge. So, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been enlightened. I knew a little bit about note blocks, and I poked around, um, and uh, but now it really is uh, becoming clear, and I can see this being used on a couple of different uh, levels, a couple of different, you know, applications. So, uh, first yep. of all, I just want to thank you for reaching out to Technology Express, so sharing you know, and, and, and spending this time with us to share, you know, your your knowledge with us about marketing in general, all the way through the, the Google changes and even with, with note blocks. And and you know, we, we welcome you back. You know, it sounds like note blocks is gonna be evolving and uh we're looking for any new announcements as you uh, do. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Jackson. Absolutely. Thank you. And again, just give them one more time just the spelling and everything, how they can get in contact with you, and even on uh, uh, social media. Uh, email or, you know, 
Twitter is fine too, but email is probably easier. David dot Ostrove O S T and Tony R is in Ralph O is in Oscar V is in Victor at Noteblocks N O T E D L O X like xylophone dot com. Excellent, excellent. Well, Technology Expresso listeners, again, more information, so take it all in. And remember our mantra, listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Thank you again for another episode and our special guest today, Dave Ostrom. Um, And stay tuned for more of our Technology Expresso information podcast. Thanks for now. Bye-bye, everyone. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our podcasts, social media handles, and upcoming shows, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Join our text club and get monthly alerts of upcoming events and initiatives. Text the phrase, full steam ahead, to 41411. Financial support and donations of any denominations are welcome. Your contributions help us sustain and reach undeserved communities who benefit from the many programs, role models, and technologists that we showcase. Thanks to our sponsors, partners, and thank you, our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen, learn, leverage, launch. for your support of great programming like this one at Technology Expresso. Are you a corporate or professional ready to leap and start a business but do not know exactly how to separate yourself in the marketplace? Or maybe you're a small business owner struggling to get the word out about your amazing business. Well, I want to help you do just that. My creative marketing agency has the unique ability to market your products and services in such a way that your clients and customers will be more than attracted to you. We help you build credible visibility through digital storytelling that is personal yet professional. We create amazing websites, social media marketing campaigns, and much, much more. If this sounds like what you've been looking for, I want to talk to you. Give me a call at 404-796-8858. That's 404-796-8858. Once again, 404-796-8858. Look forward to talking to you soon. Sean Thomas, The Entrepreneur.